At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two, final countdown here on VEASAN. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel, producer step behind the glass, real person, promise. And we are going to kick this hour off with a pro tip. And we're going to do that because John Goulet is sitting over there. And if we don't do it, he's going to be very upset. He is already giving us glances and looks over here that we didn't do one in hour number one, John. And so we have to – we had two look, guests. I mean, look, like, it just is what it is. Let's be honest. When our teammates here at VEASAN have a 100% hit rate with these pro tips every single hour, we have to. We, and the other thing is, is if, if Stormy is going to take time away from her vacation in Detroit Correct. and like get off of the Some lake in Detroit. or whatever, and all, uh, then we have to give her the full segment without right. interrupting with a pro tip. But this one we were talking about in the game a little bit earlier uh, in that Bears and Packers game. And this is specific to this game, but it can be really for any of these games kind of moving forward, right? If, when you're streaming. So, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. If you're streaming sorry. this game, uh, if you are, if you're watching this game and this, again, this can be for any game moving forward. But if you kind of notice as you're watching a shift in the way that these teams are going about their game planning for any certain reason, it is a pretty good opportunity to get in in game. Specifically, we're talking here about this Packers Bears game in which Justin Fields, they're going looks it looks like they're going to roll with Justin Fields. Well, this offense started to look like a real NFL offense whenever they changed their offensive philosophy and they were not just having him stand in the pocket and throw. They were having him run, designed runs, all the different things like that, giving him the freedom to take off whenever he wanted to. Well, this guy now has a 
pretty bad shoulder injury that apparently they don't care about the future of this franchise because, you know, why would you? It's not their and so shoulder. If they're not going to, if you notice in the first two series that there's no designed runs, that he's not running, that they're pretty much sitting there and just going to have him throw from the pocket, then that is a pretty good in-game opportunity, in my opinion, to get in on the Packers because, again, we saw what this Bears offense looked like before they opened it up and let Fields kind of just be what he is, and it was one of the worst offenses I've basically ever seen in the NFL. <laughs> it was that bad. So that's kind of our pro tip here for hour number one, even though it is hour I number two. I agree. Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions. As we sit right now, the Lions are one-point home favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars. 51, 51 and a half is your total. A couple picks out there as well if you do want to play that one from uh, for, from that standpoint. John, when we look at this, look, the Jags coming off of a big come-from-behind win. That being said, you could look at it from the other angle of they got down double digits and they right. had to rally and to have this miracle comeback to, to to win the game. So there are always two two sides to all of that. This Detroit Lions offense, now that they are a bit healthier, look more like that offense we saw in weeks one, two, and three. I get why the total is sitting at 51 mm-hmm. where it's at. I wanted to play this over, and I want to get your opinion here because my hesitation is we have seen – bad Trevor Lawrence. We have seen bad to mediocre Jared Goff both times this year. When that happens, these offenses just don't work at all. Yep. And that's kind of my one hesitation in all this where it's like, if you, if I, if I knew for sure I was going to get 80th percentile Goff and 80th percentile Lawrence, well then I would play the over in this game all day long. Defenses can't stop anybody. Offenses should be able to score, should be a, a scoring fest, but there's always in the back of my mind that I'm going to get 30th percentile golf or 30th percentile Lawrence. And if that's the case, then this is probably a dead under. Yeah. And when for, I would agree with that. And the other part that kind of would worry me, if you're talking about high scoring affair or lions having success in this game, which mm. we would need and look, their track record at home from a scoring standpoint is great. They, yeah. they obviously score more points at home. They're more comfortable in that environment. Uh, but what would worry me here is going up against Jacksonville's front seven, which is shown to be relatively competent against mm-hmm. the run. Uh, they gave up 160 yards against Baltimore, uh, but if we're talking about still season-long EPA numbers, they are the, I think, fifth-best team in the National Football League against the run coming into this game. And we know that you talk about that with Goff, right? Part of the reason why Goff has been somewhat effective in the times that he has been in that 80th percentile like you're talking about is when he's able to build off of a really strong running mm-hmm. game that the Detroit Lions have. Uh, we saw that a little bit against Buffalo, right, when they, yep. had, a, when they had a successful run there mm-hmm. uh, before ultimately losing that game. And that's what would kill me here and uh, really give me pause in supporting Detroit in a positive fashion, right? Betting them into this game from a side standpoint, betting this thing over the total. Cause I don't think in the, like the outcomes of this game, I don't think you're getting over the total from a Jags blowout, right? right? You're getting over the total because the lions are doing their part from an offensive standpoint. And I could easily see a scenario, which is ground game is contained and it's, we got to drop Jared Goff back a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And that's not really where we're built for success. That's, that's why I, you know, I know there's been a couple of different people mentioned this from a teaser standpoint this week. And mm-hmm. even if it's on the Jag side or the lion side, I feel like there's so much volatility in this game and the range of outcomes is pretty wide because like we just mentioned there, the quarterback position is the least stable basically in this and, and both sides where a good game could equal, you know, some, some crazy from one side, a bad game could equal something crazy from another side. That's why I don't really like this from a teaser standpoint at all. Cause I do believe the range of outcomes here could be pretty spread out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I would say this too, uh, even like to that point, And again, kind of pointing to the successful side, mm-hmm. if you will, 
The difference between Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff outside of the talent and the perception of who these quarterbacks are is the fact that one of them gets to go up against one of the worst defenses at every single level Mm -hmm. in the NFL. One of them does not. And that would be, of course, Trevor Lawrence being able to take on arguably the worst secondary and back end in the NFL. And I think that's, again, to your point about volatility in some of these high-scoring games. We have so many examples of these teams where in these games where the totals are above 50 points, even when you tease that thing up, a high-scoring affair for a reason, and they don't stay within some of those teaser legs. New York Jets and the Minnesota Vikings, as we sit right now, the Vikings are three-point home favorites. 44-and-a-half is your total in this one. This one is in my account. One of the first ones I bet I took the Vikings at three. This is sat at three. Um, there is at Rivers right now an expensive two-and-a-half. So you can get a juiced two-and-a-half on the Vikings if you want to play that side in this one. Uh John, I know a lot of people are on the Jets this week, and I'm fine with that. Problem being for me is Mike White goes out and shreds the worst defense in the NFL by far. It's not like we talk about how bad the Texans are, but if you look at the Bears defense over the last month, it is even worse than what the Texans are putting out on the field. And oh, by the way, the two guys that they either haven't traded away or weren't already injured got injured last week that even had a pulse yep. on that defense. And so now it is literally going to be a shell of a defense that's being put out on the field. So the, Mike White looking good against them, I think that's fine. But I'm not taking away from that that this 27-year-old journeyman that came into the that came into the year as the third-string quarterback behind Wilson and Flacco, mm-hmm. I might add, is like some sort of savior for this Jets offense that has been absolutely putrid all year long. I mean, it's been a bad offense all year, I mean, since it, it, I mean, really and truly, since like week three or four, it's it's just been a, a really bad team. And so, look, I get it. The defense is good. I expect them to to give Minnesota some fits every now and then. I do expect Kirk Cousins at times to take some sacks and things and look kind of kind of off. But again, the spread's only three, and again, at Rivers is two and a half. If you want to do that, and if you're telling me a team. As, talent, ta- as talented on the offensive side of the ball as Minnesota is, is going to get completely and utterly shut down by this Jets team, and somehow Mike yeah. White then is going to come out. and, and I don't know. It's just too much for me to get there. I, I think people are – there might be a little bit of recency stuff going so on. So I thought – I missed out on this from a play standpoint because mm-hmm. I thought betting this thing over was the way to yeah. go. Uh, and we saw this open up at 41-and-a-half. We're up to 44-and-a-half. Because I, I, I agree with everything you're talking about. I do think the one thing that worries me here about Minnesota and why I would think that this is a higher-scoring game, uh, from an EPA per play standpoint, again, they, they've quietly been actually kind of on the bottom half of the league, mm-hmm. especially with their pass defense. Uh, and I think right now they're seventh worst in that metric. And then you just look at, like, in some of the evidence, right? Uh, Mac Jones comes out in that game, has the best game of his season so far. Two touchdowns, 382 yards. Uh, the Cowboys game in which they got absolutely smoked through the air. Even Kyler Murray threw his most touchdown passes in a single game against this Minnesota Vikings team. And so I do think that there is a path for New York to have some offensive success. To your point, though, I think this Minnesota team, as we've discussed offensively, is much better than the market's giving them credit for. I think if you're holding, whatever's holding them back is this defense that at times has looked kind of paper thin. And that would be like my angle. I wanted to bet this thing over the total. And what I would hope for is an empty possession or two at the beginning of this game so I can bet it in game over. Uh, that's going to mm-hmm. be the angles I approach this thing. But that, that I think, is the case that if you're building it against Minnesota, it would be defensively, you could kind of see a path where an offense that is called for some high percentage plays for White to have some success like they did against Chicago, not to that same degree, but can find some success here against Minnesota. The other thing I keep hearing is, you know, Sauce Gardner versus uh, Justin Jefferson, and, you know, oh, he's been so good. He, and listen, Sauce Gardner has been amazing. There's no doubt about it. But 
what we've noticed in these shadow coverage situations more times than not, JVT, is the the super elite receivers went out on those. Right. Like like the the shutdown corners shut down good receivers. The elite receivers tend to win these like shadow situations. Look no further than Steph Diggs last night, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those things where these guys win more often than not. And so I'm not I think Sauce Gardner, sure, he's gonna make a play or two for in in do something, you know, to knock down some pass. There'll be some pass deflections or whatever, but he's not going to shut down Jeff. Well, because here's the thing, too. If you're an NFL offense, there are things in your arsenal you can do to even if Sauce Gardner's mm-hmm. having a good game defensively, you can get him off yeah. of him, right? You can run stack formations. You can run motions and get him free releases. Mm-hmm. You can do all of these things. That Put Jefferson in the <laughs> slot and makes Gardner have to play out of the slot where he never plays. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Gardner, as a defensive player, just has to react to whatever yeah. is being happening from. So, to your point, it might not even just be like the mano a mano, hey, the, the wide receiver always wins. It's it's just that if you're an offense, you're like, hey, man, this guy's kind of locking our dude up. All right, let's start motioning him and putting him in situations where he's going to get some free releases, and that works in their favor. So, no, I agree with that. Uh, and, and Gardner's been a little banged up, too, in the way they've treated him in practice, as we know. They've been pretty nice, uh, pretty, uh, uh, well, not kid gloves, because that uh, has a negative connotation. Yes. But he hasn't been working in practice very often as the season has gone along. Can't really help against a guy like Jefferson. We have the Washington Commanders against the New York football Giants on the road there. We'll talk about that. We'll talk Tennessee Titans and the Philadelphia Eagles. Some interesting line moves since this opened and as it continued to go on. And then the Denver Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. This one went ahead and jumped on up uh, outside a teaser zone. So hopefully if you were looking to play that game, in the teaser realm, we are going to, you know, well, maybe we'll figure out a different way that you can get after it. I think there's still one rogue eight and a half still available out there, but not anything. Uh, most nine, nine and a half now on the news that Lamar Jackson wasn't even listed on the injury mm-hmm. report. But I think, again, one of those things, John, like until it's officially official, he was full practice yesterday. I mean, like right. so it's kind of like until it's officially official, I get it. But it's like the writing was on the wall that he was that Wednesday was just kind of a must have been like a rest day, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, and we get that a lot in terms of the market and all that. So, yes, I, uh, I think that was pretty clear. We'll talk those three games here on the other side. Come on back. VEASAN.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, JVT. Hmm. Cyber Monday has been extended. Wow. Still here on a Friday. You can get over there, sign up today, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You get a daily recap of all the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits let you know where the money and the bets are moving for every game. A deep dive daily betting report plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guys. VEASAN annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. VEASAN store is a great place to shop for hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry. This Cyber Monday deal won't won't last. Stendous deal won't last long. So, even though it's Friday, but I mean, it won't last much this longer. This deal that is lasting long yeah, will not it's, last it's long. It's not going to last much longer anyway. Sunday for sure, it's going to be over with. So go sign up, vsin.com slash subscribe. The thirty dollars credit is worth it alone, right there. Viper and the Warthog shirts coming. January 2023, right whenever we did that. Uh, Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. The Commanders are two and a half point. I guess there's twos out there. So two, two and a half point road favorites over the New York Giants, a total of 40 to 40 and a half. The question I've been asking everyone all week and the question that I, when I get asked is what do I think about this game is, is the command, are the Commanders two points, two and a half points better on the road than any team in the NFL outside right. of maybe the Texans? And and I guess we can start making a case for for a, the Bears team that doesn't have Justin Fields out there or something like that. Like I just don't know. When we look, it seems like they've been walking on water for a long time here. Heineke, as we talked about last three weeks on the show, just like most one of the most turnover worthy plays in the NFL. The guy just keeps putting the ball in danger. It's working out for him. The right, they're running on the right side of variance, which is is fine, and that happens sometimes. But again, now we find them on the road in New York. Not the easiest place to play. I know the Giants are ravaged by injury, but man, a a, a two and a half point favorite on the road here uh, seems like a bit much to me. Uh, I agree, <laughs> and. Like, I, I don't know how often we can, like, kind of play this game with Heineke, right? You talked about some of the things. A uh, PFF passing grade of 49.5 <laughs> yeah, for I, the season. <laughs> he just has not been good. But there is something, I guess, to be said for a guy that his defense is always going to put him in positions mm-hmm. that it's probably going to be a one-score game down the stretch. This screams one of those games yet again, right? Yep. They're only a two-point favorite. The total is 40-and-a-half. Like, more than likely, this is going to come down to whoever has the ball last and if they can get something done with their final offensive possession – 
But all of those things, like with the commanders, and as their power rating you know, continues to kind of increase here a little bit with the success that they are having, I think they become a more viable option to play against. For a teaser candidate, I think 100%, right? Given the total and where we're at with Washington Commanders, you're looking at the New York Giants, tease them up and get them up to eight and include them with whoever you want, which is what I did. But from the standpoint of, like you talked about, walking on water or, you know, this house of cards, if you want to use another cliche in that form, it just seems that Washington, you can only do this whole rely on your defense and play crappy offense for for only so long. And the other point would be, it's against the New York Giants team who has a head coach who maximizes every opportunity yep. to win a game. And in this situation, if it does come down to a final drive with the New York Giants, and it's funny because we always talk about if you get the ball in the quarterback's hands, no, if you get in Brian Dable's hands, yep. right, and allow him to scheme up a drive for the chance to win a game here, I would tend to lean to the side of the New York Giants. This is a this is a teaser leg for me. Yeah. Um, it, Giants up to eight and a half in a game with a 40 total. And like I said, I mean, look, it, Washington can prove me wrong yet again. If they do, then I'll just, I'll lose money on this. But I, I totally believe with everything you said that there's just at some point you can only defy what is happening on the field for every other team and not happening for you for yeah. so long. And right. that is, you know, Tyler, Taylor, Heine, some of these things are going to turn into turnovers. Some of these things are going to go the other way. Some of these are going to turn into pick sixes, et cetera, et cetera. He, he just can't keep doing this and getting away with it. Right. It's yeah, it's the, it's the breaking bad thing, right? Yeah. Where he's screaming up at the sky. Can't get me away <laughs> with this. It's the same thing with Heineke. And like, even from some other metrics too, like, you know, his like literal accuracy on passes thrown, he's just floating around 70%. That's not very good. Yeah. Right. For, quarterback it's and and like you said I'm willing to take the chance if at the end of the weekend I lose a teaser because the commanders beat me by nine or more points I guess so yeah so Uh, be it but I'll take that shot exactly Tennessee Titans and the Philadelphia Eagles right now four and a half in favor of the Eagles this has come down from six so a pretty significant move towards the Tennessee Titans in this game 44 44 and a half is your total we know that this is a, a fairly simple handicap for most people if they're betting Tennessee here, John, which is, hey, Tennessee runs the ball well. Right. The Philadelphia defense doesn't defend the run well, and they have Derrick Henry. There's your handicap. That's why I'm playing Tennessee. Give me the four, four and a half, five, five and a half. I know, I mean, this thing's, like I said, it's open at six. That got gobbled up instantly. And I guess I can buy into that handicap, right? I mean, like, I guess I can buy into that because, yeah, mm-hmm. Philadelphia has been pretty bad against the run. Now, Indomitian Sue, Linval Joseph, have done a little bit better for this team since they've been in. The problem is, is they're old and out of shape and they can't play a bunch of snaps, right? And so it's like when they're on the field, they make a difference, but they can't play every down. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's 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 one of those deals for me. I don't know. It, it feels to me like this has moved too far in the way of Tennessee, but at the same time, it's not in my account. I don't know. Maybe it's a contest play for me or something. Uh, so I, I feel like I am tempted. So I'm always looking, right? You're always looking for those buy low opportunities. Yeah. And the Eagles have been a team that have been consistently power rated as one of the highest rated teams in the right. NFL. It's, it's why they have a losing record against the spread. It's why in certain instances, if you're getting the right numbers, right, you're covering against them. I last week against the Green Bay Packers or the, your seven and a half sevens, you know, you either pushed or got that. You should have gotten a win if you were betting on the Green Bay Packers last week. But now you're maybe starting to see finally the market start to turn here against them. And this is the chance that you're waiting for to kind of Mm -hmm. dive in and bet on them. I mean, just look at the last few games we're talking about for this team. Six and a half, six and a half, ten and a half, fourteen, eleven and a half. This is the first time you've seen a number under five on them in a really long time. And I get it, like the simplistic handicap that you brought up. 
There's a little bit more to a football game yeah. than that. Yeah. And I would say in many other facets, the Eagles are the better team and they're favored, but not only by that, not by that much. I would be, I think I'm really tempted here. They have not laid under five this season since week two yeah. when they were a three point favorite against the Minnesota Vikings. I, I'm pretty tempted. I think it's moved too far for me at this point because people are saying, well, they're not going to be able to run the ball against Tennessee. Tennessee's run de- defense is so, so, so good. And okay. Cool. Guess what? Right. The pass offense for Philadelphia is sixth to DVOA and four according to Pro Football Focus, right? I mean, like they, they can pass the ball as well. They're good passing if they need to do that. It's just, you know, they run the ball well too. I mean, they're kind of a pretty balanced offense, but I think this coaching staff is sharp enough to say, oh, okay, path of least resistance is to throw the ball as opposed to running the ball. So we'll just throw the ball. Right. I mean, like, so <laughs> it seems to me like there, there can be another simple handicap that, that goes into this game. As well, uh, Denver Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. This is the one we were talking about before we went to break. This was sitting eight and a half when we came on air. It is sitting nine and a half now in favor of the Ravens. And it's because something isn't official until it's officially official. And, and Lamar Jackson was not listed on the injury report for the Ravens. So, uh, yeah, the DNP on Wednesday spooked everyone for whatever reason. And except, you know, he practiced fully yesterday. So it was like he practiced full yesterday. Yep. I mean, I, don't, I just don't get it. I don't know. But anyway, we sit nine and a half at DraftKings, nine and a half at MGM, nine and a half points. So, I mean, it's, it's basically nine and a half across the board. By the way, if you're in Vegas, it's still eight and a half out here. It's still teaserable. Yep. So get to it. Hey, so you tell me if this is too simple when you look mm-hmm. at this. But I get it. The Broncos, they stink offensively. We can say mm-hmm. all the negative things you want about Denver, where they're at. Uh, Russell Wilson's teammates are trying to fight him as he runs off the field. <laughs> Everything that is going wrong for Denver has gone wrong for Denver. However, one of these teams has clearly been one of the more overvalued teams by the betting mm-hmm. market this season. That would be the team that has yet to cover a number at home. Yeah. And who is now laying nearly 10 at home against the Denver Broncos. The market's just been like too high on Baltimore. And yes, are they winning from a straight up perspective? Sure. But the market is overvaluing them when they're playing these home games. And here we are again, to your point, officially official news that we expected to come down is worth something to the market here. I, like I'm just, I'm at the point where for Baltimore, I don't want to bet on them at all. I think you're looking to play against them and the Broncos again, still they're fighting Russell Wilson, but they're fighting Russell Wilson because they're trying hard on defense and yeah. they're putting forth some pretty good efforts and not getting anything back here. It's a Baltimore team that has struggled offensively for the most part uh, outside of breaking out from against Jacksonville. And still, you're not talking about overly efficient efforts from the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I so I got the Ravens in a bunch of teasers and, and I feel fine yeah. about them winning by a field goal. But like you said, I, I can't, man, if this thing hit 10, it, it's very tempting to tease it down to four. I no. mean, it's very tempting to come right. to come back on. On Denver, I did not think at all this thing was going to move off that eight and a half. I thought for sure we were just kind of stuck there. And boy, 10 points in a 39 and a half total. Exactly. It's wacky, right? I mean, it's just so incredibly wild. And as you mentioned, the Ravens have not been the the poster child for efficiency when it comes to offense either, you know. So I don't know. There is there has been some cracks in the Denver defense of recent. Yes, so I will I will fair. I will yeah. mention that. Like if you if you kind of do the recent, because you're able to come in and you can shorten the sample size or whatever. Since week nine, DVOA, they're like 17th. If you look for often, uh, for EPA per play, they're kind of down in that middle-ish range or whatever. And so, I wonder, too, by the way, just really yeah. not to cut you off, but you wonder if that's cracks because they're getting worse or if it's like an emotional thing. We're like, just screw this, man. Like, what are we doing? I, I do wonder if right? there is uh, – I know we we say this more about about college kids and stuff like that, and certainly we'll we'll talk about that a little bit with some of these championship games. But you, like you said, man, you you're like we have not given up 
very many points all year long in every single game. We continually lose over and over again. You do wonder where, where your where your mind is at, right? In some of Although, these games. Although Ciara did say half the Denver Broncos showed up to Russell Wilson's birthday the other half day. Half so, of them. Yeah. There is that. That's well, the good half. The, the defense was yes. the half that did not show yes, up. Yeah, the good half <laughs> of that of those guys. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Houston Texans, Seattle Seahawks, Los Angeles Rams, Miami Dolphins, and San Francisco 49ers. I have bets on two of those. Stick around. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving every game? Betting splits page updated by DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see all the changes. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion, not just today's action, future events as well. Betting splits. Another way VEASAN is here to make you a more informed, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel, producer step behind the glass, real person. And we continue on here with the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. This is still sitting seven. 46 and a half. If you just joined us, Brandon Cooks decided he's got a quad issue. He's not going to play. <laughs> they, they're going with Kyle Allen. They it behooves them to lose the rest of the game. I mean, like they, they then you can just pick which quarterback you want. You don't have to even worry about which one falls to you. Like you have the choice. You're making the the decision. A total of 46 and a half. Look, I have the Browns on a teaser leg. It's a yeah. kind of a dead a brain dead thing for me. Like you, we were talking about even with Pritch. It's like. Turn, you have you have two not just good run you have two elite running backs turn around hand it off thirty five I don't care if Deshaun Watson's rusty who cares like hand it off thirty five times it doesn't matter game's over if he drops back more than twenty five times yeah. in this game it's a failure yeah really like you go play like nineteen sixties football and it's also and why I think it's a failure too it's not because the Texans are it is set up perfectly for you to roll him out slowly yes. for a guy who's not played in nearly two years so go out there. Ride your running game to victory here yes. against one of the worst run defenses we've seen ever. Yes. Not just like this yes. season. One of the worst run defenses ever in the National Football League and get out. So I agree with you. Don't want to lay seven? No. Is this the ultimate teaser leg? Yeah. Browns, Giants, Browns, Raiders at the beginning Seriously. of the week? Absolutely. And it has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson and everything to do with the fact that they have one of the biggest advantages you're going to see on a football field that they should be able to exploit. Everyone keeps saying, uh, rust, 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 rust. And I'm like, okay, give me 75%. If Okay, if, if say he's rusty, and I have 75% Deshaun Watson, or this would be a 100% uh, Jacoby Brissett. All right. I would tease it the same either way. Like it would still, it would, it would be a seven to one, no matter what. But I would tease it regardless. It doesn't matter if it yeah. was Jacoby Brissett, if it's seventy five percent Deshaun Watson. It doesn't matter to me. It's the exact same play with the exact same handicap, which is I'm not factoring in the quarterback all that much in this Correct. because if if the assumption of rational coaching, which has bitten me many a time, but the assumption of rational coaching is hey. We've got two awesome running backs. Let's utilize them and just go ahead and get a win. Stefanski's card should be like this big. Yes, this week, right? Seriously. He should not have the big Denny's menu. It should be like Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> yeah. He can only hit like the four different plays. It should be like, like yeah. four options and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, like one of those note cards you'd be allowed to take to, to school for a test. That should be the play sheet for Stefanski this weekend. And 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 they will win if right. they do that. Like they will win if they do that. That should be the way that we go about it. Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. This is seven in favor of the Seahawks. 
41, 40 and a half, 41 is your total. Now, Matthew Stafford did clear concussion protocol, but they <laughs> went ahead and said he is not going to play. So he is out. So we will be either having Walford or Perkins. I don't think they've officially announced which one is going to go for them quite yet, but it will not be Matthew Stafford. This was another just kind of brain dead thing for me. Again, John, like do I, you and I have talked yeah. multiple times on here. I was dead wrong about the Seahawks team overall. That being said, I don't think they were an elite team. I think they're a good team. A good team should be able to beat this Rams team by a point. Yeah. Take the seven to the one. I have them in the round robin with the Browns, with the Ravens. I have all of these teams in a round robin teaser this week. And it is just kind of one of those things where I, I the handicap is, is, is the fact that the Rams are going to be rolling out a team. No Aaron Donald. No Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup, no Allen Robinson. They cut Daryl Henderson for whatever reason. I mean, like all this stuff, like it's, it's to me, it's just, it is the ultimate, hey, we're just getting through the rest of the season. We're, we're riding out the time here and we're going to try and figure out if we can salvage anything for next year. Yeah. It's like part of me really wanted to go into this game and really make a case for, uh, for Los Angeles, right? Just given the fact that like, hey, look, man. Like the Seahawks shouldn't be power rated yep. this high, and all if it was this. Stafford, I think we could do that. Or yeah, right. And like then the injuries to Donald, like all yeah. these things, kind of started to pile up. And I was like, all right, I don't want to get there. And I also thought my initial thought too was having not sat down and watched the entire game yet. When I first saw these, I was like, well, I thought they played Kansas City pretty tough. Mm. And then you actually look at what transpired. The first drive, they go five plays and punt, and then it was touchdown, red zone, red zone, red zone, red zone. Like, yeah. they actually really didn't contain uh, Kansas City. It was more like a lackadaisical effort from the Chiefs getting through a game they knew they were going to win. So, ultimately, it got me off of this. I would totally get down with teasing Seattle and getting them at minus one and, again, including them as a teaser leg. Uh, but I came in this thinking, like, hey, you know what? Like, you get Bryce Perkins out there, and you get a little bit more creative with your play calling offensively. Maybe they stay inside this number with Seattle. But there's so many different options here. I don't want to waste my Sunday. Right. Just having a stomachache over whether or not Bryce Perkins or whoever plays quarterback for the uh, for this team. Every time he drops be, back, yeah. you're just going, "Don't fumble, right. don't throw yeah. a pick, please God, don't fumble, don't throw a pick." Yeah, like, that's basically the, him what you're or, doing. Or Wolford and uh, yeah. whatnot. So yes, I was out. Uh, Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. And this, man, we have an awesome afternoon slate of games for the first time in a long time. This might be the best afternoon slate that I can remember because we have two elite games and one that might actually just be fun from a scoring yeah. aspect. Uh, Miami Dolphins, None in prime time, San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are three and a half to four point favorites at home against the Miami Dolphins. 46 and a half is your total. There is 146 out there if you're looking to play the over. We know this backstory here. This is two guys that are very familiar with each other that are coming in that are known as kind of master game planners that are known as being super, super uh, prepped for every single game. Can one of these guys outmaneuver the other? And I don't even know that that has to be the case, which is why I did play Miami at plus four, John, because I don't think that the Dolphins really have to outmaneuver them to keep this kind of as a field goal-ish type game. I mean, I, I think that they could lose this game, or they very well mm -hmm. could lose this game. But I don't see a San Francisco team that's going to win at margin here. We see last week, you get the absolute terrible, terrible effort out of the Saints and still only a 13-0 yep. game, right? they only able to put 13 points on the board against the Saints. Saints uh, – now, did they shut them out? They certainly did. The offense, though, if you if you if we could do the, if we had a chart, like there would be the offense. Of Miami would be way over here, and the Saints is way over here. So there's not even a comparison here. If we look at what we've got season long number wise, the Dolphins have been consistently in the top five in basically every single offensive category all year long. 
the thing that really piqued my interest was when we shortened it up and I go, I feel like this team is playing a little bit better defense. And so then you go in and you like shorten it from week eight on and you start to see, oh, they're in the top 12 in a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. Like they have started to figure some stuff out on the defensive side of the ball. Now they were so bad in the first seven weeks of the season that the season long numbers don't necessarily play that out. But here over the last five weeks, they look a, a whole lot better. And so I I think they can keep this thing close. I mean, I even thought about a sprinkle on the money line. I probably won't get there, but the the four to me more than a field goal seems like seems like the play to me here. What what's what's what is the case? I guess for the 49ers? Yeah, well, I think so. We're head to head here because mm-hmm. I, I I laid it with San Francisco, yeah. and I think so. Part of the first thing I'm, I'm making the case is your two starting tackles probably aren't playing yeah. in this game, and that's huge, and, and that's really big for the the Dolphins because do it. I would say, like, pretty much just hasn't been under pressure this year. That's going to be a really, really big part of how successful they have been. And I, I looked at their defense because you're right. I thought of part of it was like, hey, you know what? Maybe this early season portion has been a little, you know, outweighing what yep. they have seen so far. But it also still bothers me. You go to Detroit. You're in a shootout, 31-27 with the Lions. You go to Chicago, 35-32 shootout with the Bears and their new-look offense. Yeah, in the last two weeks, you've settled down a little bit here. Uh, but, of course, one of those games was the Houston Texans. Yep. And, and I think for this defense, I am a little worried about just what they look like matching up with the San Francisco offense, which is going to be able to scheme up some points and look. But I think ultimately – it was the flip side of it. It was the two starting tackles that aren't going to be available here. And it is by far the best defensive opponent that you have faced this season since, what would you say, that Jets game, right, on yeah. the road uh, against New York or maybe that Bills home game or, you know, at this point right now the Bengals are a lot better defensively, but back then maybe even Cincinnati. I, I just think when you're looking at this, it's kind of like what we were talking about with – um what was the team? Oh, uh, when we were talking about trying to find spots for Philadelphia, yeah. right? Where, hey, how often am I going to get some discounts mm-hmm. on the Eagles? For the 49ers, they've been a team that I've been looking to play against because they've been laying some outlandish numbers. But in this case, you're talking about just about that field goal number, uh, which is where I got in, and you're talking about the 49ers at home. You like, I think this is kind of a buy low spot for a San Francisco team I generally haven't wanted to play on. Yeah, it's it's it, this is going to be a fascinating. This I yeah. am so excited oh, about the game this afternoon because. Then I, because it's kind of like the flip side here. And listen, the the you can only play the teams that are on your schedule and and what is put in front of you, and you have no idea how this seasons are going to play out. So I'm not knocking the 49ers for their schedule because again, it just is what it is. But the one good offense they played all year long, Kansas City put 44 on them, yep. right? Like so that that also kind of factored in a little bit to me where this is a good offense coming in, and this is a really really talented team. That McDaniel, I think, you know, in any other year would be the runaway coach of the year because what he has done down there, making Tua play within himself and making and, and you know, you, you and I look at all the efficiency numbers, right? I mean, Tua's Tua's one of the top graded, one of the better quarterbacks in the league because yeah. of McDaniel. I think it is because of McDaniel, not necessarily because of what what Tua's done. This is going to be such a such an awesome game. I cannot wait to see how this all plays out. And uh, hey, look. You know, maybe we can uh, figure out a way to both. Is there a way we can both win? Probably not. No, I guess not. Well, well whatever. We'll you take four and we'll, a half, I'll we'll, yeah. three and a half, and we'll, we'll fi- four. How about we'll, we'll figure it out. Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers, Raiders, Colts, Cowboys when we come back.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Calling all suckers! Fans, lights up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. World Cups in full swing, so now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log in to Bet Rivers every single match day to get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers, all the latest odds, lines, and boost to create the perfect match day experience. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast that you can find out today where all of your podcasts can be heard over on vsun.com slash JVT as well to get all of his information. We talked about how awesome this afternoon window of games is. And man, so on one TV, you will have the Dolphins 49ers. On the other, you will have the Chiefs and the Bengals right now. Chiefs, two, two and a half point. Road favorites over Cincinnati, 52 and a half to 53. Is your total here, John? This thing opened at three and it got gobbled up immediately. There was a couple of releases by these big influential groups that said, hey, 
three for Cincinnati is far, far too much. You take it. So we have not seen a three come, and it looks like, again, all the two and a half seem to be going away as well. It's down to two at a lot of the books out there. I kind of get the backing here for Cincinnati. We look, and outside of Miami, over the last six weeks in the NFL, the second most efficient offense in the NFL has been the Cincinnati Bengals. So Zach Taylor figured something out where we were – listen, I still don't think he's sharp. I'm not – so don't take this the wrong way. I will say this, though, credit where credit's due. He ran this offense so incredibly poorly in the first month of the season. And someone – hopefully someone came to him and he actually listened to them and goes, hey, if we just run Joe Mixon into the center of the line on first and ten every time and we're playing second and nine and third and seven – it's going to be tough on Joe Burrow to do right, things. Right. So we should operate more efficiently because, you know, he's probably a future Hall of Fame quarterback, and so we, we should, should utilize, yeah. you know, him and all these weapons we have. And now we actually have an offense that looks like kind of like we saw at the end of last season, one of the ones that's really kind of humming and, and firing on all cylinder. DJ Reader being back in the center of that defensive line, paid dividends last week, shutting down the run game of Tennessee of the Tennessee Titans, which obviously was, was really huge. So – just a fascinating matchup. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have always seems like they've been able to figure teams out and figure defenses out, but we know Cincinnati had their number here last couple of times, and I'm just, boy, I don't have a play in this one. I This is this is one popcorn ready. Pour me a pour me a whiskey drink, and I'm going to sit down and enjoy this one. Uh, not a vodka drink? That's a good reference. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, so I think this is like in-game, right? Like written all over it because mm-hmm. this is a high total, so probably going to get some variance in terms of some of the mm-hmm. scoring. You'll get maybe a lead one way or the other. My hope would be that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, take a scripted drive right downfield, get mm-hmm. a score, and then you can get maybe an inflated number with Cincinnati and come back mm-hmm. here. Because I agree generally with if you're giving me a full three with Cincinnati in Cincinnati, again, the conversation about home field not being worth that much, but just give me a full three yeah. in a better environment for Cincinnati. Yep. Totally understand taking that. But if you're going to tell me I can get a little bit higher than that after a successful opening drive, as we know, Andy Reid, brilliant with some of these scripted yes. plays. That'd be a dream it, scenario. It, it, right? Like it, the other side of three even yep. on Cincinnati? Oh, like, oh. A, like a 10 play. Give me a 10 play drive yeah. right downfield for Kansas City and a touchdown, and then you can get something inflated there with the Cincinnati Bengals. That's how I want to approach this. Pre-flop, there's no reason to take two and a half with Cincinnati. Yep. I guess if you believe really in this Kansas City offense, you can lay two and a half. But I think at this point right now, the only play would be if you're playing it, you're laying it with Kansas City, or you're sitting back and waiting for a better number for Cincinnati. This this is just, uh, I mean, what an incredible matchup here. And as we talked about with, with Mike Pritchard a little bit earlier here on the desk is this team learned how to win without Jamar Chase, and now you get back one of the very best playmakers in all of the NFL into this offense. And I think that that does bode pretty well for Cincinnati moving forward to where the reliance on Chase, I feel like, I feel like I'm not going to say that, look, look, when you have a top five receiver in the NFL, yes, you feed the guy, you try to get him as many targets as humanly possible. But there are not very many teams who have the options that the Bengals have, whereas a literally a second number one, like most teams have a really good number. Like they're like, that is a second number one. And then you have Boyd, who's kind of the afterthought here, who would be a number two on just about any other team in the, in, in the NFL. So, I think this really does kind of help Cincinnati long-term here and specifically in this game that the reliance on Chase doesn't have to be there, and I think that really does make this offense more dynamic. I, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Red Breast Whiskey. I was just given a bottle for my birthday a few uh-huh. weeks back. Highly recommend. Very good. So you would tub thump for that? Yeah. You would you know, get it tub thumping. See, the reference came yeah. full circle right there. You know, all right. People are like, what? What's tub what thumping? Is that? yeah, that sounds, What's tub that, thumping? That sounds dirty. Yeah, whatever. No, anyway, no. yes. Uh, 
Google it, kids, if you don't know what tub thumping is. Um, Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. This is now Raiders by one at home here over the Chargers. A total of 49 all the way to 50. So you can get anything from a flat 49 all the way to a flat 50 in this one. Uh, first game I scratched off this week. The I know this is one that you have a play on, so I'm going to let you take the lead here. I just don't know what to get. Out of either one of these teams, I've had bad reads on both of them all season long. And so, listen, it only took me 13 weeks to learn my lesson. And, and my lesson is, is I don't I, I don't know the Chargers and Raiders very well. Uh, well, so I just gra- – I thought from a number standpoint, opening up the Chargers as a favorite here was – I think these two teams, there's no difference between mm-hmm. them. And, and so, I think I was on with you guys on Tuesday. So, I took two and a half, small sprinkle of the money line of the mm-hmm. Raiders, figuring that this was going to start to move in the Raiders' direction. Ultimately, we're here where I kind of thought we were going to be. And it wouldn't be surprising at this point to see the Raiders go off as a really small favorite. Um, but I, I just think when you're talking about a couple of things that these this Raiders team can do well or has changed here, the first thing is they have decided, screw it, Devontae Adams mm-hmm. is pretty good. Yeah. Let's just target him 10 to 12 times a game and see what happens. And we have seen Devontae Adams kind of explode. By the way, that's the other thing about this. Uh, his reception props, I think it's something I brought up last week. Again, went over it last week. Four straight weeks, he's gone over it. Something to monitor now is they're not really going over six and a half. You're just mm-hmm. laying some juice, so something to watch. But I just think from that standpoint, the Raiders are opening up their offense more. I think when you're looking at what they've been doing offensively, Josh Jacobs in this ground game has been very good here, and we know what's been the big bugaboo for the Chargers. It has been their rush defense at times. Again, I think whether they're now fourth worst in the NFL EPA-wise against the run, uh, they have not really moved from this bottom tier of rush defenses. So that really helps uh, for this Las Vegas Raiders team. And I just think this Chargers team is a little overvalued. We've seen it a couple of times now. They laid two and a half in Arizona. You needed that at the end of play, or excuse me, end of the game, to get that thing done barely when you didn't cover. I just thought it was a really inflated number for a Chargers team. The market is too high on. Grabbed it thinking it was going to come back down, and sure enough, here we are. So, Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, this is another one where I think just from an in-game perspective for me, uh, if this thing happens to start off at least a little bit slow from a scoring standpoint, yep. I think an in-game under, I mean, the in-game over is going to be a look for me because the one thing the Raiders and even the Chargers too, when they just kind of like you said, do that screw it type of, they can score points pretty quickly, right? Yep. I mean, like they they they've been able to to show that they can put some points on the board pretty quick. So if this happens to slow, uh, be a slow start, I think that's something I'm going to be looking forward to. Sunday night football: the Indianapolis Colts and the Dallas Cowboys. Ten and a half point favorites are the Cowboys at home. Forty four. And a half is your total in this one. John, I think the line's appropriate. I think that, you know, the the hook on the 10 is going to keep me away from any sort of Cowboys bet. The it's enticing to take Mm -hmm. the 10 and a half with the Colts. It's dangling. It's one of those things where I think if I had to play it, I would probably come in on the Colts side, but I think it's just appropriate. I think the Cowboys are probably about double digit favorites better than this version of the Colts. And so when I look at it and say, eh, that seems about right to me, then it'll probably just be a, a sit back and watch. Yeah, so I, I actually, this is the uh, the opposite of what uh, mm. this Raiders game was. Uh, I bet this early and got the wrong number. I bet under 43 and a half. Yeah. It's under 44 and a half. Braden Smith's not going to play for Indianapolis. So that's a pretty big blow. Their best pass blocking uh, offensive lineman uh, is not going to be available against a pass rush. It's going to be pretty good. And he's the best pass blocker on an offensive line that hasn't been very good. Mm-hmm. So I still think I'm actually, even though I didn't get the best of the number, I still think I'm in a very good shot to get this thing under the total, given the absence of Smith, how poor this offense has been. Matt Ryan's not really good in terms of the average of the target. A lot of it focuses on Indianapolis offensively not having a lot of success. They also are a team that I think can get some of these elongated, inefficient drives with their ground game against Dallas that this is going to be pretty low, like a low-scoring affair given what we're going to see here. If it goes over, I think Dallas does most of the heavy lifting, uh, but that's how I played it. I didn't really have an opinion on the side. I'm with you. 
you. I tend to make cases for the big underdogs in these spots. Yep. Uh, and I didn't really want to make it here for Indianapolis. Yeah, it was just it was it was kind of brutal for me in this one. All right, so we'll have Monday Night Football up and down the network on Monday, so just tune in for all of that. Steelers plus one and a half for me this week. Vikings minus three. Dolphins plus four. And I got a round-robin teaser in there on the Ravens, Browns, and Seahawks, so a combination of each and every one of those. Um, yeah, it's Dolphins 4. I know it was said 3 earlier, but yeah, it's 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 4 um, there on the Dolphins for me. JVT, what you got this week? Uh, late, uh, we didn't talk much college football, but later with TCU, took 17 mm-hmm. with Purdue, the Raiders plus that 2.5, uh, Packers, Bears over 44.5, and that Giants-Browns teaser. And then in the NBA tonight, took the Heat plus 8, Pelicans minus 7, and Warriors minus 7. Um, from an NBA standpoint, Chris Middleton is making yes. his debut tonight on a minutes restriction, as we would assume. But uh, big boost there. Big yeah, boost and there. The, for the Bucks, it's all about end game. They're still waiting for Joe Ingles to recover from a torn ACL. Uh, something we talked about in the latest episode of Harvard Handicappers. Uh, it's all about Christmas Day. Circle it. First meeting between Milwaukee and Boston. It's going to be freaking awesome. If you do not have multiple televisions, this would be the weekend to go find a place that you can belly up yes. to a bar. The Dolphins, Niners, the Chiefs, Bengals, and the Chargers Raiders all in that afternoon window. Please get to a bar. Good luck on all your bets this week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.